topic you just want to bring up or if just at any point you just want to take over and rant or whatever <laughs> like bro brothers like literally this is y'all show we yeah. just facilitate yeah it's literally y'all show i think i i, I think with the assurance i don't know if i want to take it there i think we should talk more so like and lean towards the side of just business ownership and community because the thing is like we I all think, from the keys right yeah, yeah. i think the biggest thing that we want to show is that like we are just like then everybody around here like if we can do this yeah everybody can do this you know what yeah I mean? yeah uh, would you agree with that so i want y'all to know he asks a lot of side questions too so that's cool. he definitely goes community yeah community and family usually his two questions shoot him Way it go, mm-hmm. Loki. Like he ready to start the Let's show. Start this mother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we recording. It's on. I'm good. Yeah, been on our Y'all good? I got a check. Damn. Then let's go. Let start this mother. Let's go. It's your boy Hollywood Harwell. Yeah. We like to welcome you back again to the All In Show. Yeah. Some special guests we have here today. Some legends. Mm. Yeah. But before we get to them, we got to talk about the brokest. Yeah. And the dustiest. Mm. The richest on the low. There we go. Mr. I got 79 jobs. <laughs> Child support takes 78. <laughs> yes, they do. How y'all feeling, man? Broke dust. Feeling How great, you feeling, my boy. Good. Straight, bro. Man, we got some legends, man. Man, Anytime, true we legends. Got some legends in the building. Man, hustlers. Oh, yeah. For sure. And we don't introduce legends. So if you don't mind, take a look at the camera, pick a camera, and go ahead and. Uh, He's on. Let's get it. So, which camera? This, this is a camera. Don't even mind. Whichever one you look on. at is probably going to be the one. <laughs> You got I'm, it. Uh, Justin, Justin Clark, I'll keep it quiet here. <clears throat> Appreciate y'all having us, man. Looking forward to For sure. shedding some light on these conversations. Now, when you introduce yourself, I need you to give me your name, your Zodiac, some of your favorite teams. Name Zodiac. Mm. I got to talk about my, my boys. You can if you want to, but I ain't going to roast them yet. <laughs> Justin, my Zodiac, I'm a cancer. I'm a cancer for whatever that, that means. I don't really get into the no. Zodiacs. Yeah. We're going to have an episode coming soon with Smitty. That's our third official, uh, unofficial host. Mm. So, oh. <laughs> he uh he gonna break all down the zodiacs for us. Yeah, he really, so when he does yeah, it, I'm gonna let you know. Yeah. Okay. And what was the third zodiac gun? Favorite team. Favorite team. I mentioned my Chicago Bears. <laughs> I gotta stand by. Him. I gotta stand by. Him. Hey. Moment of silence for him. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Every week. Every year. Every no, no, year. Oh, we gonna save him. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, right, right. Uh, I'm Vince Clark. I'm Big Brother. Uh, Zodiac, also a cancer. Our birthdays are actually two days apart. By yeah. yeah, I didn't want to throw that in. Man. Hey, I thought you brothers was twins at first when I first met y'all at the gym. How many years? But go ahead. I don't want two years and two days. That's crazy. So, so yeah. Uh, and of course, I just said I'm a cancer. Favorite teams. I'm gonna give you all a couple. Okay. Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. number one. Okay. Right? Chicago Bulls. Okay. Uh, special shout out to my college teams. Tennessee Vols just beat Alabama just on Saturday. Just beat Bama. Man. Big win. Buddy was out there killing Man, going crazy. Felt like a Heisman. Man, you feel me? <laughs> yeah, one game. And then finally, shout out to one of my newest favorite teams, okay. Jackson State Tigers. Let's go. Okay. Hey, he down there clowning. Who, who is right Swag? He who is Swag? <laughs> <laughs> so what, before we even get started, I got a question since you're going to Jackson State. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think about his antics in the game where he walked around the whole stadium, Ooh. he didn't go talk to the coach, he came back to his side, then at the end the other coach was mad, that's why he pushed him away. 
causing Ooh, that problem. Swag, baby. But uh, I just feel like, man, Dion is being Dion. Honestly, I didn't Showtime. see. I didn't see the situation. Uh huh. But you know. I got in. I didn't really get into it with anybody. You want me to break on Facebook. it down for what happened? Break it down. Fully. So here's what happened. Because we actually play you ball. Know. We play ball, so we so gonna at let the you beginning, know. Usually, you know, your, your your teams warm up in the end zone, around mm-hmm. the end zone, with all the stretching and the movements. So what happened was, is Dion went to the opposing because you know it was a weight game, right? Dion went through the opposing for no reason from nowhere. Uh, he walked through the opposing teams. Uh, pr- uh, warm ups. Mm-hmm. He walked through their whole crowd, past the coach, everybody, didn't say nothing to him. Mm-hmm. Through the players. Through the players. Okay. To the other side, walked that whole sideline. Then he walked to his people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Instead of walking his sideline and going to his people, he right. went that long way away. Yeah. Okay. Here's how I feel about that. <laughs> there, <we go. laughs> there we go. So at the end of the game, let me just say it. So at the end of the game, the coach. The opposing team's coach was mad right. because mm-hmm. it was considered disrespectful. And that's when he pushed him, like, no, don't come shake my hand. That's right. not cool. Right, right. That was the drum. I got you. I seen the end part. I didn't see the beginning. Yeah. I If that was if I was on that team, I would be upset. All right. right. But at the end of the day, your job is to win the to football win game. game. At the end of the yeah. day, yeah, that's to me, yeah, that's super disrespectful. But you get you're gonna take disrespect a lot in football. That's just low key part of it as an athlete. You're gonna experience that. Yeah. But hey, your job is to win. That so hell, go that win the football. Just made game. Him most salty. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> it was a blowout, <laughs> wasn't it? Nah, 26 12. Okay. Okay. Handle business though. So I mean it was, it was up okay the whole game. game. But I'm yeah, that's probably up the whole game. I didn't get to watch that game. He wouldn't have been like that. He right? wouldn't have been like he that. Wouldn't have been no, like that's that's <laughs> gamesmanship, though. That's that's you know, it happens. Right. It happens. They had it. They had sixty minutes to handle business. That's the way I see it. Oh, so if you ain't like it, go do gotta, something. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> go win the game. That's minutes. all you got. And gotta the push, do. the little push, that was very. Very petty at the end. You know what I'm saying? How the coach pushed him and what? It's kind yeah. of like, come on, bro. It's yeah. football. And you can still show the emotions even though you took an L in the interview. And it's like, listen, like, we didn't like that. Disrespectful. Yeah. We took an L, but hey, listen. He ain't swag. Next year. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Come on, man. Like, it's like next year, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, step your recruiting game right. up. Yep. Like, you got Jackson State circled on your schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Go take care of Every business. Every year. <laughs> Go take care of business. That's what the way you got, I look Dusty? At it. About that, yeah, should have won. That's all I got. Man, I don't even think you. So look, you know, you know, it'd have been more respectable What's if that? the other coach would have had a firm handshake and looked him in the eye and walked away. That would have been like if you would have firm or, handshake, or looked him in the eye, like, you should have hit him while they was walking through your team <laughs> so, and your stands shoulder bump, and before the shoulder game, bump him. Yeah, you're not just gonna walk clean through not here like, like that. Yeah. Something, like, yeah, time, yeah, man. like you ain't gonna get no clean walk. It's disrespectful, but you know what, man? I'm gonna tell y'all this. I love Dion. I do too. And that small school trying to grow it up and make it into something. Like the fact that Dion is all publicity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything is publicity. Mm-hmm. So now I'm gonna, not only are we gonna beat y'all, I'm gonna walk through your people. And I'm gonna walk through your stands. And guess what? It's a media buzz. And who yeah. looks worse? The guy who just walked through everything and said nothing to nobody? Or the guy who pushed somebody at the end of the game because yeah. he was disrespectful? But and lost. You look, and lost. You look like the sore loser now. But you know what's crazy though? Like whether what people probably, what people ain't talking about is this. Like that whole situation. 
just blew up the whole swag too. Mm-hmm. Like everyone is talking about that. That's what. Yeah. That's what. Whether you like it or dislike it, if you like an HBCU alumni, mm-hmm. like you should be like, all right, you should see what's going on. Everybody is following swag football right now, bro. And it's beautiful because the newer generation of rebels they like that, right? So he he's literally recruiting. That was recruiting. Mm. That was his way. When he come to your house to come pick you up to get you on his team, mm. I'm walking through other teams for you. I represent you. I'm gonna be the bad guy, and you are gonna go on the field. To talk and about you can say, guess what? Everybody's talking about us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's talking about us. They watching us. Do you want to be on that team or not? That's it. You know I what I mean? It. Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe. Four people. First time we all hey, agree. I ain't got no problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> no problem with it, man. I like that approach, too. That was good. Mm. Vince. What's up? How'd you become an insurance agent, my man? Wild story. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, start laughing. I, like <laughs> I can't even I, I can't even say the full, full story, but I can give you most of it. Let's like go. 80% of it. Okay. But uh no, nah, so long well, I'm not gonna say long story short, but I'll tell you why though. Uh okay. so I uh, I was working in corporate America. I worked for I'm gonna just throw the names. I don't care. I worked for Enterprise Rent a Car. Okay, had a bunch of I had a bunch that. of uh, promotions there. Did really well. Justin to tell his story in a minute. He worked for them too. Okay, but uh, did really really well there. Uh, with the branch manager, and I was getting ready to have my first kid. But I was working like 65, 70 hours a week, and I was like, dude, I cannot be a father. <laughs> Working this many hours, even though the money was decent. Right. But, and we were doing, I was doing really well as far as performance goes, but I ended up trying to figure something else out. So I found another gig. I was working like 40 hours a week, making way more money doing this. And I was like, man, this is it. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? That's love. Yeah. You know, yeah. To keep it 100, I was seeing at 25, seeing upwards of around six figures at that time. At 25. 25. Shout out to the young black man's making six figures. Yeah, literally. Like, and honestly, I say that because it's like a lot of people don't think that's attainable. I didn't. Right. My goal was to hit that mark at by 30. Right. And I ended up hitting it at 25. So, yeah, I was, this is what Grubhub, ironically enough, signing up restaurants across the country. Really? For Grubhub, yeah. So I was a top performer there, just crushing it. And then uh, it's about to turn real sad. Some people, a lot of people already know about this, but my son had passed away. <clears throat> I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't the know one that, that I had first. So he was 10 months. I got the call at at work like something's you know going on with your son at daycare. So left, took care of that. They gave me like two months off, paid me and everything, just like I was getting paid, which was nice. Shout out to Grandpa for that. Uh, but I knew that I had to change something. I knew that I had to go into a field and figure out how to become an entrepreneur so that I can take care of my family so the wife didn't have to like necessarily go into work every day, right. but I can still provide this lifestyle that right. we need to kind of get business taken care of. So I was already looking into entrepreneurship, actually had a conversation with Justin. He's the one that actually put me on an entrepreneurship before all this went down. Okay. So I'm already preparing for this, right? Mm-hmm. And then when that happened, I knew, like, I literally quit my job. Mm. Man. Didn't tell my wife that I was quitting. Literally just, <laughs> I came home like, yo, I quit today. <laughs> Woo! Think about it. Six figures. Wife wasn't even working. I'm taking care of all the bills. I quit. Mm. And I knew I had some money <laughs> stacked up. So I'm like, listen, I know I can take care of with what I got to save is a retirement account. I was like, I could take care of like two months. Okay. I got to figure this out in two months. 
quit. And after 30 days, she was like, you need to find another job. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I did. Found another job. It had a decent base salary, but it was with uh, it was with Xerox. And I kind of like just, you know, went about that. On base salary, went through training, and I was still working, trying to figure some things out. And my homeboy, shout out to Mike Williams. He shout owned, out to Mike Williams. Shout out to Mike shout Williams. To Mike. Still one of my biggest mentors. He reached out to me. He was my area manager with Enterprise, and uh, he was like, "Man, I noticed that you just kind of like had two switches in your career that quick. That's not like you. What's going on?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm just trying to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing." He was like, "Listen." I just opened up my own insurance agency. It's going really well. I know it'll go really well for you. Mm-hmm. Come sit down, let's talk about it. So I went to his office in Hammond. We kind of chopped it up for a while. He let me know how he was doing, showed me the numbers behind it, all this stuff. And uh, he basically offered the opportunity, like, listen, if you come work for me for a little minute, I can literally show you how this look on a day-to-day basis. Right. I need you to perform in the meantime. And then, like, after a set amount of time, like, I can help you get your own. And that's, that's how that's how this all happened. Yeah, for sure. That's how this all happened. And that's how this beautiful operation started. Do you have agents under you? I do. I have uh, full time. I have three. Okay. Three full timers. One of which we're working on getting him an agency too. All right. That's dope. Uh, so we're probably a few years out from that. But that's the same thing Mike did for me. I'm trying to create an environment that I can help other people do the same thing. Right. And then um, I'm adding another pretty soon. And I got a part timer as well. That's love, bro. Yeah. So this, be- this building is beautiful. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. You know what I mean? I've been looking around like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> it was it was what was it? Uh Caramel latte, burnt, burnt, burnt caramel, caramel latte. latte. Okay. Before we stepped in the building, with the, the fragrance. It was beautiful. That's right. That's right. It was beautiful. Appreciate it. Yeah. No worries, Justin. So he said, "You the entrepreneur, man." Uh, what they say, fake it till you make it, man. <laughs> hey, I got stories. Let me tell for sure, you for sure. For sure. Yeah. So I know that you're uh, you're in a car rental with Excel Travel, right? Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about Excel. Yeah, so we, I mean, we're a, a travel company in the independent space. So okay. we work like everyone, well, not everyone. Some people are familiar with like Turo, Airbnb. So right. those are the type of markets that we actually work in. Okay. So not like hotel, chains, enterprise, who I used to work for myself. Okay. We talking more so like independent operators, owners who have cars that they let other people use. Okay. Or like their own properties that other people use type of deal. Gotcha. So he said you got a story as well that comes off of uh, enterprise. Want to give it to us how we got to Excel? I mean, I I went to Enterprise because of my bro. Like, honestly, it was just he was hyped up on it and just how they trained. And, like, going out of college, I just wanted to be in a position where I could be versatile. Mm -hmm. Like, even how I chose my major. Like, I was originally a business major, but I knew that I had all these ideas, but I didn't know how to communicate them. So I'm like, what's the use of Having all this, you can't tell nobody. Right, right, right. So I went to communications from business administration. I went to, I think it was like marketing and communication or something to be specific. Okay. But I went over there, really learned how to like study communication to a point that I anything that you say is up to you as the speaker and director to get the audience to understand it. If exactly. someone doesn't understand something, it's never on the listener. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's so about it's you speaker. and your delivery. So Exactly. Really took that to heart, um, started my enterprise journey. Similar story, like promotion, not promotion, climb the ranks. So but y'all just took it over over enterprise. Yeah, it was, Had it was, to. They made it clear on how you could 
promote and get paid. And for people like us, it was like, okay, if you make it simple and clear, it's not necessarily no politics. You ain't even got to, you know, be nice to people necessarily. You just got to do what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. at a high level over a consistent period of time. Right. You're going to get promoted. So similar situation, you know what I'm saying? Racked up my promotions and had the entrepreneur bug hit me, which is crazy because like, one of my guys, shout out my guy Reggie. My guy Reggie. Shout out to Reggie. Shout out to Reggie. Um, he actually introduced me to Earn Your Leisure. And they're like a, they're a podcast group as well. Okay. They focus more on like business, entrepreneurship, um, you know, financial literacy, all that good stuff. So he put me on them and that alerted my mind as I'm like going through my MT management ranks. So it wasn't until... I don't even want to go back to it, but I go back to the day. The day you got the call, I got the call, obviously, when his son was going yeah. through what he was going through. And I'm going to a Firestone and Matson. I get the call. And like, this is on a Wednesday. Two days later on Friday, my area manager blowing me up to come back to work. Yeah. I'm an MT, and I'm basically in a position where an MT is like an entry level employee at this company. Mm-hmm. But I'm basically in a position situation where I'm a branch manager. I'm running a branch. Right. As a lower end employee, I'm basically, I have the responsibility of a branch manager. Right. So it's like. We both been there. Yeah. It's like crazy. <laughs> this, this customer's mad. We ain't got a car. She blowing up. And this is two days after I got this news, right? right. And I'm, this is my first day back at work. So I'm so immature, emotionally, emotional distress at the time. I just walked out, like left the branch and I just walked out. Called my area manager the next day and I just quit. I don't even know if you knew this. I just I quit. This was this was two days, bro. Like this this all happened on a Wednesday. I went to work that Friday. Monday, I quit. I'm like, I don't even wanna I'm at my partner my apartment in Gettysburg down the street. Like mm-hmm. I just quit. But the manager above my area manager actually came down to Bourbon A, sat with me at Cedros down the street. Shout out to Cedros. Shout out to Fish Came down. Man. So we, he came down, a regional manager, bro, had lunch with me, pretty much sold me back in the company. And I continued with them for two years after that. But my goal from the time I got back in was to leave. You know right. what I'm saying? I was like, right. ain't no way in the world I'm going to be a number and have somebody tell me when I need to come to work and do all this. So right. Right. I was headstrong on, I'm going to go in there, learn their system to a T, and leave. <laughs> and use it to your advantage. <laughs> so that's how the car rental business came about. Wow. And then from the car rental, I ventured, now we're venturing more so into property management as well. So that's okay. like, you know, coming together. But it's all it's all a journey. Like, I followed a similar path mm-hmm. and stuff to my bro. And then just through life, it just led us in. I want to say something, too, if you don't mind. So it's crazy how... <clears throat> Us growing up, like, two years apart, he two years younger than me, mm-hmm. we shared the same room all the way through the time I left for college. Right. And then he finally got a room by himself until I came <laughs> back for winter break. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, we played all the same sports. <laughs> like, literally, it's like anything that I did, he did. It's crazy. That's how I know y'all from the gym. Yeah. Being together, working out. But yeah. what's, what's nuts is, I don't even know if I ever told him this. I might have at this point. But it's like, anything that I did, he did. I was usually at that time better because I was older. But when he got to my age, like like 14-year-old Justin was like better at whatever we did as right. 14-year-old Vince. You know right. what I mean? Well, you was the learning so, experience. I got, I got, I got, I got to see yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Especially with like enterprise because right. like, yeah. I'm like, look, I could go, 
I had other jobs and companies I wanted to work for. I'm like, why would I do that when I've already seen what's working? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I have to? It'd be That's different love. if I was just out here. Like, and what's crazy is like, I I respected you as a brother before I even realized it. Kind of like I'm gonna follow this path because it's already proven. Right. I ain't like some dude who out here without. An example to follow or whatever. Right. Like your older brother. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he had my pops. So. Yeah, yeah, this is true. This so is it's true. Like, yeah. But that's a different level, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole different and level. And we right by each other, so yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what made you like go on the path you go down, but they were good choices. I got lucky. <laughs> For Enterprise, I got lucky. <laughs> you know I mean? It's crazy. I've heard a lot of good things about an entry-level job. An enterprise, oh, man. not the it's first. No they go crazy. No if if it's like one or two ways you can look at it, either you could say because it is the worst job ever. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, it sucks. But if you take it and you actually exceed at it and you figure it out and you and, and you're good at what mm-hmm. you do, they tell you how to be good. Really? Uh, well, they don't tell you how to be good. They tell you what you need to do. You got to figure that out. Yeah. Right. And that's usually by networking, like going to people that are the top performers and figuring out what they do. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there's always a blueprint. That's what I learned. Right. Branching off your way. You know what I mean? Choice. Right. And if you could figure out enterprise and be highly successful there, make it up to assistant branch manager, branch manager, area manager. I'm telling you, in the business world, mm-hmm. you could conquer anything that comes your way. This, what I do, is not as hard as enterprise. I learned. It's a job military. Yeah. It's like, it's like football players versus all athletes or something. It's something crazy, some crazy comparison. Like, enterprise is football. Like, you do everything. You yeah. run, you jump, you right. tackle, you lift weights, you right. sprint. Complete. You know I see hands on. I, <laughs> I think of it like the Marine Corps. Enterprise like the Marine Corps of, of business. Yeah, mm. of, of employment. Type. Enterprise, the reason I got my first credit card. Mm. I got tired of going up there to rent a car and they're like, you, <laughs> you need, need a utility bill. bill. <laughs> right. I ain't got no utility bill. <laughs> cell phone count? <laughs> no, it's got to be a utility. Right, right. I remember. All right, I got you. That's if you last. Credit card. People be people go to Enterprise for a week, a day, and get up out of there. Because yeah. it's like, it's not an easy job. Like, yeah. It's not an easy job. Yeah. It's a lot you can learn from it, but... That's what I say. We just had this conversation on our podcast not too long ago. But our podcast, yeah, we yeah. got a podcast too. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. That's yeah, right. we do. We do like a little chop up. We call it bro to bro. But okay. literally these same similar type of conversations. Yeah, we had them on the podcast. And we okay, just, we similarly pick a topic. What's going on? Current events, current news, and okay, it's called bro to bro. Yeah, how often do we put out episodes? Twice a month. Twice a month. Twice a month. Give it and where can you find Bro to Bro? Uh, all podcast ways, YouTube, search Real Mindset, R E E L, and Bro to Bro, all one word, and you, it should pop up. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Well, make sure, yo, we're going to have to come on y'all show once yeah, you one day and uh, act a fool. Probably right here. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Whenever y'all ready. So, uh, for both of you, what are your company values? So, with your businesses that you both run now, am I allowed to say where you work now? What you who you work for now? I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Uh, I work for me. Okay, I got my own company. I have so you, a partnership with a you. Work for company. you yourself mm-hmm. yeah, with a yeah. major company selling insurance. Yeah, I right. say that right. I'm an owner of my insurance agency. There we go. Insurance agency. There we go. <laughs> so I, just, I I don't know the words. So right, I'll right. Make sure I say it right. Insurance agency. What are your company values? So mm-hmm. my company values is we really want to just be upfront and honest. And just take care of like whatever it is that people need taken care of. And a lot of times I say that and it sounds like super simple, but it's really not because when people come into us and they bring in their insurance or whatever and they get a quote from us, we find that we do a lot of uh, 
a lot of I can't say this word, but uh, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. But we really just explain in detail right. is what I'm trying to say right. exactly what it is that they're getting themselves. You break into. things down further than what the average person would do. Exactly Got what it. the average insurance agency, anybody right. else would do. Right. And they they tend when we break things down, they tend to raise their eyebrows and say, "Oh, that's." what I have right. and we say yes <laughs> right. but this is what you need right here I and like then it. and then we let the customer make a decision on what route they want to take so that's that's what we do really really well mm-hmm. that goes for car insurance is probably the biggest thing because we do a lot of that uh and as far as volume goes, but right. uh, especially like life insurance, that's probably the biggest thing as far as most important okay. thing that we do. And that's another thing that we really value here is we want to make sure that we do our job to eliminate all the GoFundMe's, all the people trying to fry fish to like pay for final expenses. Mm-hmm. Like especially with me being from here and our team being from here, mm-hmm. that's one of our biggest missions that we have every day is try to make sure that when things like that happen, when people do pass that financially, that piece of it is taken care of. Okay. Yeah, that, man, that's to the point. Yeah. yeah. I that like it. Yeah. Break it down and, and, and uh, put it in the customers, the consumers. Put it in their hands. Right. That's I love that keeping about. people from frying fish and then go find me. That's like, you say that, but that's real. That's what it is. Yeah. That's since COVID. Like, right. Man, right. There's a whole perspective on everything. So mm. and a lot of people want to prepare for that. Yeah. And the thing is, if you don't, it's only, it's either like you prepare for it or you don't. And if you prepare for it, like, because think about it, when somebody passed away, there's already a lot of emotions that go into that. Right. There's a lot of grieving that goes into to it. The last thing that you want to do is have to try to figure out how you want to pay for this mm-hmm. during that time. Right. And that's what I see too much of, especially in Kankakee. So it's like, man, we can just get this taken care of on the front end so you can eliminate all those words. It's crazy how for the average, and I, I don't want to say above, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to include everybody, so I'm saying average. It's crazy how in the black families, the only time you worry about taking care of the death expenses is when somebody above you dies. Yeah. So when grandma dies and it hurt, or mama died and it hurt, or a sibling die, you know, unexpectedly, that's when it's like, oh yeah, I gotta get that done. Right. And it's kind of sad that we don't focus on making sure that we take care of the loose ends that could happen if it was our turn. Right. You know? Exactly. Because the average parent has spent most of their time, in this area anyway, has spent most of their time and investment taking care of their child. You know, growing up, they're just now getting to a point where they're getting their lives together. So I read something that said uh, the average American, if they had to spend $2,000 instantly, would have to claim bankruptcy. Mm. 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 That's Imagine probably, what the average black American is. Mm. That's crazy, ain't that's it? That's pretty much different if we say black American. Yeah. I, I, I don't to, even know how to find that statistic. Yeah. But. I try to cut slack. The more I learn, I try to cut more slack on blacks. Black people are people when it comes mm-hmm. to life insurance because, like, we 100 years removed from we wasn't the life insurance policy. We wasn't buying life insurance policies. We was the life insurance yeah, policy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just sell him Our off. owners were buying <laughs> yeah. life insurance policies on us as assets like 100 years ago. So right. it's it's a whole type of different education we got to be on. And it got to be blatant with us. Like, yeah. we ain't got time to sugarcoat. And like, that's why, that's low key why. I never told you this either. That's why I was very hesitant on getting licensed in anything because I didn't want to be regulated. Right. I want to just say, look, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be regulated or have to cross paths and do all of this because, like, 
I know how important the information is from point A to point B, mm-hmm. and we ain't got time to do this and that. Like, there's a right way to do, especially when it comes to insurance, real estate. Oh yeah, for sure. Financial, financial yeah. services, credit repair. There's all of that stuff needs licensing, but mm-hmm. me, I'm more so just on the awareness side. Like, I don't even want to get into the guts, and I can with certain stuff, but I don't want to get into the guts unless I have to. I just right. want to make you aware that hey. Life insurance exists. Credit repair exists. Financial services exist. There's a right way to do these things. Like right. So that's where I'm at with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. So what are your company values? As I mean, from Excel, this is yeah. really me personally, like in all the business, but mm-hmm. faith, community, and Excel collaboration. Me myself too. Collaboration, like faith, just because in this in this journey of entrepreneurship, being your own business owner, that's that's all you got, bro. Like, right. if you ain't got faith in this journey, you're right. Good luck. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? For real. Community, because anything that I do or do through Excel, mm-hmm. I want it to benefit the external. We don't want we are we're for profit business. Don't get me wrong, but right. it's not solely for profit. Like we want to actually add value to the community, and then collaboration. Cause like, bruh, I realized last year when I first left my corporate job, I had two businesses I was trying to curate. Okay. When I, I'm the person that used to look at people crazy for having two jobs. I ain't gonna lie, yeah. but I had look two him crazy because he got more. That's a lot to me. Like, yeah. my, I'm selfish with my mind. So yeah. like, if I'm giving yeah. my, if I'm giving my mind to two things that are outside of myself, I just feel some type of way. I just, I'm weird like that, but... That'll make you weird. Everybody different. That's all. <sighs> but when Your I focus was, can't be my focus. If we had the same focus, we'd always do the same thing. They get in my mind, shit. And y'all better pay me. But I say, I say like, when I was... I realized a long time ago, I can't do nothing by myself. For real. Like, I had to collaborate. I was doing things that were just way above my head. And it's like, if I was going to rely on myself and myself only... I would fail. You know what I'm saying? There's no there's no progress in that, you know? When I think about you brothers, I think community. But not only just community as in, you know, we brothers, we live together, same room, but it's a network. Like, one hand wash the other. Like, it resembles our friendship. You know what I'm saying? Like, some things don't have to be said. You need it, I got it. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you go to do the whole, well, no, I, man, shut up, I got you, it's cool, it's over. Like, and that's one thing I, I want to really give y'all a shout out you can see it. You don't even have to know y'all to see it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just squad. No questions asked. True. And that's that's a dope thing to have. So it, it, it seems like it's coming out, like, in, I mean, in strength hmm. through how y'all do business, which is really dope to see. Appreciate yeah. that. That's how we interact. I don't think, I think we are kind of taboo. I ain't gonna lie. There's two, two brothers, young black brothers, it's like literally from the same household that's still cheering each other on like teammates like we don't we've had our competitive moments but we want to see each other succeed right. why would you want anything different you know what I mean like we literally want to see each other succeed so if I learn something if I hear something I tell him and vice versa like right. when I'm he he probably intrinsic inherently knows when I'm uncomfortable in a situation so mm-hmm. he'll step up and take over and then vice versa right like, it don't, like you said it don't even gotta be said like right. it's just we've known each other our whole lives and mm-hmm. And you know what else was crazy about us? I feel like low key we're like the same person. Like we think alike. Y'all do. We <laughs> like I don't know if it's because we grew up in the same room mm-hmm. together or what. You know what I mean? But I think it's the cues. Y'all pick up on each other cues so Good, well man. where you know it just flow. You can just feel the flow of 
energy is exchanged. Yeah. And you can feel that y'all energy not only is comfortable, it just flows. Yeah. There's no stop of trying to understand what the other one is saying because it just flows. Yeah. Mm. It's really dope. Like water. But you yeah. know what's crazy about <laughs> us though growing up? What's up? We used to fight all the time. We were no, I will say like at least like we always loved each other, but it was just we were like so close in age. Yeah. We were into the same things. Like we right. we we had one game system, one TV. Yeah. But luckily, like a TV and a game was a lot of times on the same thing anyway. We always watched ESPN in the morning sports center. Right. Like we used to always Saturday play morning man. cartoons. Saturday. Yeah, yeah like literally <laughs> we we always enjoyed the same things you know That's what I mean love. but at the same time while we were doing those same things especially if we got competitive mm-hmm. you know what I was playing Jay I told Jay just asked me she was like well how y'all how did y'all fight when y'all was younger it was like we was like any other brothers if yeah because when we was cool it was mm-hmm. like 90 95% of the time we were super cool I'm following him around doing what he do <laughs> yeah. but that 5% we just get into it it would get ugly brothers, too man. like we would like brothers. for real like, fight well, fight you the mean big brother That's nah he was the mean little brother was he <laughs> <laughs> he was the mean little brother prove himself huh yeah had a chip on the shoulder you know I would it I every it. once in a while and I was always like curious I would be fighting him you know what I mean right, but it's like yeah yeah, like, but he would be going so hard, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, we wasn't brothers. Like, dude, relax, man. We're going to be cool in 15 minutes. Chill out. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Justin, what cities are, are Excel located in? So, we we based out of Chicago. Okay. We got some business down in Texas and Florida, too. Uh, shout out, Florida. I know yeah. they had the recent hurricane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. My account, it, it actually, it was the first time in my life that like, I don't it just felt, it felt different because I had an account down there, you know? It's right. like, I've always heard about hurricanes in Florida and like stuff in my head, but I never had any type of impact on it. Right. But like when I had business accounts down there who were paying me money to market their cars, like right. I shut it down. I ain't gonna lie. Like I sat there and con- contemplated, but I was like, Told my man, send him an email, tell him we pause and a subscription. Let us know if y'all need help with anything. But it was like, first of all, it was dope that I could do that for right. one. Like a boss. But two, it was like, it felt good doing it anyway. You know what I mean? Because like they right. got, to me, they probably not even thinking about no marketing. You know what I'm saying? They right. got all the right. stuff they going. Right. They ain't thinking about paying no marketing subscription. Like so I'm like, right you now. feel me? Like, yeah. And it's coming out their account. These big companies don't care about. They ain't right. No, on that, you know what I'm saying? Right. So really, you did it to help them out more than anything. Yeah, send them some donuts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it made me really look at it like, okay, yes, I'm in business. Yes, I'm trying to grow my business, but okay. this is human. This is real life. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. This is real life. So what are the requirements to rent your cars? To rent? Whew, uh, it depends on the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the car. He but. looked at me like, got you, buddy. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's similar, like I put it like this: if you can't if you can't get a car from a national rental car uh-huh. service, you probably can't get it from. A- I can get one from a national one now, bro. I told oh, you, I got a credit card. Got the credit card. Right. You know what I mean? I got a couple yeah, now. You know, yeah. we're not as strict, but like the young drive, you eighteen, twenty one and up. If you're twenty one, you're gonna pay young drivers fee. Twenty five okay. and up for all luxuries, because like. I got homies from town, and you know, Howard, man. The, you know what I'm saying? It's a kid. We was all young yeah. men. Yeah. We know yeah. we tell people what we gonna do, man. and we know what we really gonna go do. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, you my homie. I got a homie from town. 
he a rapper. And if I said his name, people know him. But he a rapper. He he came to me five, six, seven times wanting to get one of my luxury cars. And I want to give it to him. Yeah. But he's not You don't want to tell us who it is? I can't say You want to shout out the rapper with the kids? I'm snitching the show. I'm snitching the show. I'm trying to get you to snitch. Yeah, we going to tell him. Afterwards, bigger than that. But it's like, I can't I can't do that, you know? 20-year-old, 21-year-old, Mercedes. No, not my investment. I hate You know what I'm saying? It's like, because I could. Not for my You will not. You pay 100 a day for three days, so I got $300. I gave you a $40,000 car. Oh right, right. It's just not. <laughs> it, it ain't gonna work. So yeah, twenty five and up for most cars. Mm-hmm. Twenty one and up for all cars. And then after that, it's just like the weeds, nothing. Okay. Nothing really and how how do they uh, find you for Excel? Travelexcel.us. That's the easiest way. Travel. A C C E L like accelerate. There we go. Travelexcel.us. Because we got fourth graders. I said every episode we got fourth graders who watch. For, sure. he, for some reason he don't like the fourth graders. He always shake his head. He cool uh, with the fifth you graders though. Defending them fourth graders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kick your ass. That's all right. Show. Nah, they don't need to go to the site anyway. No, <laughs> no, you smarter than the fifth. They gonna be over there like I'm already I'm a say. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no sir. Up. No sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was bad. I'm sorry. No sir. That was funny. So what are the typical criteria that people choose when looking for an insurance policy? Uh, typical criteria is mm-hmm. <laughs> price. I was about to say that. For sure, that's the number one. <laughs> listen, how much it costs. Right, right. <laughs> well, listen, what people, and I say that mm-hmm. kind of jokingly because that's really like the second thing you should be thinking about. Mm, okay. Look, even you I'm, ain't hey, convinced. I walk in places and say what I want to spend. I don't listen, tell you what I need. That's I'm not saying here's what I look, here's what I'm budgeted for this. What you got? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why though. Okay. It's the second thing you should think about. Talk to him. It's time. <laughs> and we do this all Come the time. Come on, sales, right? man. Let's do it. It's not sales, it's real life, all right? So I'll put it like this. Like people think that assurance works like this, all right? They, it's like imagine yourself walking into a supermarket and the supermarket has nothing but like brown bags on the shelves mm-hmm. and it has prices associated with those brown bags it has got big bags and small bags and prices it's just really random mm-hmm. people automatically assume that you know when they got this larger price or whatever it is mm-hmm. the coverage is better but when you don't understand your insurance you don't really under, you don't really know what you're getting into until you have to use it okay mm. And if all you care about is price and you got to open up your brown bag because you just got into a car accident mm-hmm. and you just hit a $60,000 brand new G Grand Cherokee mm-hmm. and it's totaled out. Mm-hmm. Bro, Dusty, we need to get it to the chop shop. What up? <laughs> and, your insurance, and your insurance only pays for $25,000 of the 60 mm-hmm. and you own a house. Guess where that remaining, what? From now, $25,000, yeah. $30,000 is going to come from? assets, yeah. You ain't going to have a house no more. And That's their gonna, house now. And you're going to be working for them the next five, ten years. That's why mm. price is the second thing you should think about. Coverage should be the first thing you think about. Does it, does it actually work? <laughs> does it actually right. cover me right. for this situation? What do I have? What can I afford to lose? Mm. That's what insurance is. I harp, I harp on life insurance, That's a great too. Because life insurance, like, you cannot do it. Talking about life insurance, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you... Why would there's a lot of things we can save money on people? Mm-hmm. We can save money on a burger. We can save money on on the soda pop. You can save money on gas. You can go to Mantino, save thirty cents. You know you're gonna save money there. Life insurance. Shout out Mantino gas station. Hey, <laughs> Mantino, you they get you right. But life insurance. You right. <laughs> that's what I'm going to go. You want to go to the marketplace and say, what can I get the absolute cheapest? Mm-hmm. Like 
So and I completely understand insurance. what you're saying. Like, I completely understand what you're saying. This is important. It's like going to the lot and getting the. I, I want the cheapest car you have. Like, right. Don't care. You don't about want the, the cheapest car you have. Right. You don't want the cheapest toilet paper. I think I think y'all <laughs> misunderstood. I would go up for the cheapest. Here's my price limit. That's right. what I'm saying. It, you know what? That's There's fair. certain situations where we're working with that, especially with life insurance, because the thing is, when we have our conversations, we 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 ask a bunch of questions up front. Do you have a death benefit in mind? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to take care of? Do you have a mortgage? If you pass right. away, would you want your mortgage to get taken care of? Mm-hmm. Do you want to leave anything behind for your family? Right. right. Like we ask, we ask all these questions they first. Took it all now. Shout out to my family. There we go. They took all my money now, so when I'm gone, <laughs> ain't nothing left for them. There we go. <laughs> but then the last thing we ask when we have a life insurance conversation is, what's your monthly budget just for life insurance? Right. Because the thing about life insurance, price is also really important mm-hmm. because you can, you don't want to pay for this life insurance for six months, decide, oh, I can't afford this, and then let it drop. Because mm-hmm. right. then you just wasted six months of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right? true. That's true. Like, what's the point of paying for life insurance for six months if you're just going to have it drop? So your life insurance do have to fit within a budget that you can let you know mm-hmm. you can afford to pay every single month. And then it's my job to figure out how we can make it work. Right. And right. if we have to say, listen, we're going to start with this amount first. It's not your total need, but we can start right here and we're going to call you back two years to see if we can increase it for you to fill right. your full need. That's what we have to do, because we'd rather have you leave. With something rather than nothing, mm-hmm. our job is to put you in a better position. Just more good than it is to, to to know how you know you're good. As, as a salesman, I'm a little out the game, a little bit unretired from. It. <laughs> as a salesman, he overselling me. I'm like, yeah, making yeah. sense. No, hey, perfect. No, bro, but listen, don't take it personal. That's just no, no, no. I was gonna say, as soon as I too. see salesman in my mind, it instantly go, oh, salesman, what up? But listen, this is what we do. Like at the end of the day, professional. But yeah. it's professional, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Yours comes with logic behind it. I don't feel like you're overselling me. I feel like you're informing me. And there's a difference between being an informative salesperson and somebody who is shooting smoke at me right. to get me to, you know what I mean? They like gotta, they You're not putting me in a lot of scenarios that are weird that I normally wouldn't be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, but I wouldn't. But you could. Like, right, stuff, right. you're not. You're literally giving me informative information, put it in my lap, and then say, And then you make the decision. Does this make what sense? What you want to do. Yeah. You got all the information. Right. This is my job to give right. you the information. Right. And then you let me know, now that you are more aware of how this works, how we're going to make this happen. You know what I mean? I think there are two types of salesmen. There is the smoke salesman and then there is the customer service salesman. Mm-hmm. The smoke salesman paints pictures, uses all these vivid things, but the moment they go away, all of that goes away, you got this bill. Mm-hmm. Right? Then you have your customer service uh, salesman. They're informative. They give you the information they need. They they talk with you. They don't talk around you. Mm-hmm. They don't pinpoint on one thing for you. They work within what you have. Everything you've said since we've sat here has been nothing but informative and customer service based. Right. Mm-hmm. So as I play, don't take it personal. No, it's sales. not personal. For sure. I, 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 okay, I do take it personal because I, don't no, like I, sales. Sales. I don't like that word salesman. Most salesmen, as an ex salesman, I don't like that word salesman. Most salesmen take it personal because salesman is a little bit of a weird word. It is. Like, you know what I, I mean? I need your yeah. money. I need you to buy this. Yeah, yeah. And the thing Truth is, be told, we do, but you don't have to be that person, right? So it, that's how we. That's the conversation I have with my team. Like, is we all from here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we 
got reputations. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Unlike some other agencies around here, we have reputations. We got family from yeah. here. Right. We got a network that's from here. So when we do things, we have to do right by the people because most people that we work with are also from here. I'm going to well, tell said. your mom. I'm going to tell your dad. Right? Yeah. Like, well, come on, man. Like, like, like I can't yeah, be having that. Exactly. Exactly. I live know here. Everybody know my people. I, I yeah. still, I live in Kankakee. I go to Burkhouse. I go to Jewel in Kankakee. Like, I'm at these places yeah. so I don't have room to be like messing around you know what I mean so for sure, for sure. that's what's also important to me and my team too so I say something this this probably help all the sales people out there and I sold cars so I was like your stereotypical salesman mm-hmm. like the worst salesman you want to be <laughs> but I told people bro like I told this to my co-workers when I was working I told this to people who still doing car sales I never sold a single car I literally helped people buy cars like yeah. When I switch that mindset, it's like, because people will come in, they don't even know how to know buy what a car. Or what, they, what they want, right? And once you, you sold 100 cars, like, you know the process so well that you're literally informing people on the process on how to buy. Like, yeah. you want this car, can you afford it? What kind mm-hmm. of job you got? Okay, if you can't afford it, I suggest you go with this one. Yeah. And I was the type of salesman, bro, I would like, I unsold just as many cars as I sold. <laughs> Somebody was coming to me, they want the 2020 Cadillac with these rims, but they work in this particular, not even this particular job. They have this particular salary. Right. I'm like, look, man, it's not going to work. It ain't like, going to work. It's not going to work. It's going to cost all your salary, damn near. Not even including insurance yeah. and all of this. So they get yeah. mad at me. They might go buy a car <laughs> down the road, and I'm yeah. cool because I, I didn't want my name on it, bro. Right. Like, yeah. I, I, just, yeah. I didn't want my name on bad deals. It's going to put people in bad situations. But they definitely going to who got a bad deal. You feel me? Every, Every time, time they look at that yeah. paperwork, they're going to see yeah. Justin Clark. I'm right. Good, upset again. Nah. <laughs> every every month. They get upset at you once a month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to touch on name the bad business. Man. For real, for real. This is true. You That's ain't settling. Just informing. That's the same with insurance, though. Like, yeah. You... I, I never sold. I, I done what a couple of policies, but like, it wasn't selling. It was like... You helping people out, really. This is what it is. Why wouldn't you want to come to a better company for right. a better price? And the thing is, when you do it like that, what we really do is, it's like you just really empower them. Mm-hmm. Like now, okay, I understand how this all works. I understand, like, you with a good company. I understand. I know you for the most part. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't know most of the customers. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got customers all over Illinois and Indiana. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, people feel like they know us after they have a conversation with us. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's that's what it is. You're informing people. Help them, empower them, make the right decisions for them and their family. And when you can do that, a lot of times, as long as the price is right. Yeah. Yeah. That's another question. Number two, Number then two, we good. Sure. That's another question <laughs> yeah. I do have. So when you get to a point, you're talking to somebody, they have insurance, they're looking to move because they want to save money. Typically, that's why you move. That's typically, yeah. yeah why yeah. you move from insurance companies mm-hmm. and you can't beat what they have mm-hmm. financially. Right. I'm not saying you may, hey, for 20 more dollars, I got like this umbrella of greatness. Right. No, let, let's and say it's like, like no, $100 more a month. You know what I mean? It was like, that's yeah, not so unrealistic. Work. So you right. probably wouldn't win that. Do you normally fight for that $20 or do you normally, because there are benefits, like I said, because maybe your policy for an extra $20 creates an, a bigger umbrella of coverage. Right. You know, I'm talking way bigger than what they had. Yeah. Do you fight for that or do you just give them information and let them have it and see uh, what they do from that At moment? the end of the day, like, I, I mean, I'll be honest, we fight for 20 bucks. Okay. Because I especially, you saying it. Yeah. Because especially if we're adding that much more value. Like right. I think and and that's and honestly that's our job. That's my job. That's my team's job. 
I wouldn't hire people that wouldn't fight for that. Right. But if it's like twenty dollars a month, like that's people blow that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's nothing if you really think about it. Like blow it on the uh, cords. Yeah. People people <laughs> blow twenty dollars. If we can if if we can give you way more value, there's situations where we can give them better auto coverage, better liability, lower deductibles, uh, better homeowners, and life insurance, and the difference may be twenty dollars a month. We gonna fight for that, right? But if it's like our auto is, which we don't know until we, you know, run a quote. But if our auto is like a hundred dollars more a month, we're not gonna fight for that. What we are gonna do is say, hey, listen, it's not gonna work out with us. Right. <laughs> like we're not gonna ask you to pay an extra right. hundred to a dollar. Yeah, be realistic, yeah. right? Thing I got for you is great service. But listen, like, <laughs> but then we got we got some referrals that we can send out. Like, listen, if it ain't gonna work with us, right. check out X, Y, and Z people mm-hmm. right here because. Yeah. That's they respect. might be able to help you out. Right. But listen, life insurance, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> ain't too many people beat you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Car, we can't do. X, Y, and Z can probably help you out. Right. But we still need to talk about life insurance. That's how we handle that. Got it. Mm-hmm. What type of cars does uh, Excel? What type of cars do y'all rent? Uh, we got we got pretty much every actually everything we got like, shows from the same yeah and everything everything but we can you feel me big word and the put it right under that umbrella card. So I was like, what? this credit card for to be you we got your we got your Teslas though we got your Teslas okay SUVs some Mercedes Audis okay and then your traditional like Corollas Altimas. So people work who own these vehicles work on not not saying you don't. I'm sure you have your own fleet, mm-hmm. but people work underneath you. So like, let's say I have a Tesla mm-hmm. and I want to rent my Tesla. I go through you to rent the Tesla. Yeah, there's a there's a you would go through me to rent to find people to rent it out. Got it. So there's a local business owner here actually who has a Tesla and wants to potentially give it to us. Um, probably sitting on with them soon, but just there's people who have these luxurious cars, especially right. old folks in these, mm-hmm. you know, neighborhoods. They sit yeah. in the driveway, so yeah. they will give them some money like us. We rent them out. They get past the monthly income. Mm-hmm. Oh, nah, you know the car is is covered by insurance. You know what I'm saying? So right. if something happens, right. total loss, stolen, the value is going to get paid out. So it's really a to some zero, like I got a homie with a station wagon, bro. No lie. Mm-hmm. Hey, as long as so, it's, uh, it's a twenty fifth. Shout out to the homie with the station wagon. We know he is. Put on the road, baby. Our station wagons five seaters, or are they like? <laughs> He's like, how much hey, can I get off of this? Really? How much what, can I, I charge him to stay on the camera? This is only five seven seats. Hey, he loved that station wagon. Station wagon, man, that's crazy. Classic. What is the biggest misconception? Uh, perspective clients have perspective biggest misconception perspective clients have <laughs> I got a few actually let's do it man you know what it's crazy because people actually be kind of talking about us a little bit like what a lot of positive but there's some negative okay out there too. Mm. so let's clear it up I'll, I'll, I'll go with the most popular one first. <laughs> yeah it's the easiest way to do it in front of the camera <laughs> right, right? <laughs> but this one isn't the one that kind of irritates me it's just it's it's, it's it's just part of the what comes with the territory. People think that it's hard to switch insurance. That's a big misconception. It's really not. Oh, that's easy money. You're not like under company to company. Mm. You're not under contract. They think just because you just switched or you're you're in the middle of a term that you're like locked into a contract like an NBA player is locked in with a team. Right. <laughs> right. Mm. An insurance contract is a unilateral contract, meaning only one person has to hold up their end of the contract, which is the company. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to stop paying your bill, we can't come after you and collect. Only thing that's going to happen is if you stop paying your bill, it's just going to lapse. 
You won't have coverage. You won't have coverage. And if you do choose to switch, you can switch at any time. You just call your last insurance company, let them know, hey, I'm done with you guys. I just switched to Vince Clark Insurance Agency. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Where where can they find you at if they want to physically come to your building? 929 North 5th Avenue, Kankakee, Illinois. Got you. If you don't know, that's the old Cinderella shoe store building. But it looks different, way different here. Completely different. All right. So that is this building. It is this building. Yeah. It is this building. And it smells like burnt, summertime, lilac, caramel, caramel, <laughs> latte. We like to keep it smelling very hey. nice in here. <laughs> Justin said, is someone baking cookies in the back? <laughs> oh, the oven oh, Just My man said, is it snickerdoodle? I was like, it do smell like <laughs> snickerdoodle. I said, no, this is, this is burnt. What is it? Burnt? Caramel, caramel latte. latte. Mm. That's what this smells like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, that's that's one big misconception. Honestly, if you ever wanted to switch, it's really easy. No problem. We get it all done over the phone. Come in, whatever you want to get to mm-hmm. here. Now, what really bothered me, I'm gonna say this. Let's do it. It's Tell starting it. to mm-hmm. go away now that I've been in business for like a year and a half. But I literally had people come to me, third party. You know, they're like, this is what you know other people are saying. They didn't want to rock with me because I'm a black owned business. Oh man, see, you should have what. And those, what? and those black-owned businesses know don't know how to run business. Mm, so other black-owned businesses are saying... Other, no, 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 no. Not no. black-owned business saying that, no, but these are individuals people, yeah, talking about black-owned businesses in general because that, they get that, that, that we automatically, because we're a black-owned business, we're not going to pick up the phone. We're not going to have great customer service. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. We don't know how to... We don't know what we're doing. Can I, can I piggyback yeah. on that? Man, Let's piggyback. Let's piggyback. I, I Let's talk a, about I had it. A longtime family friend. This is one of our parents' friends who came through. Came to. He knew his face. Lit up that. Found because our, because because I had a similar situation with the same. Go ahead. Go ahead. Found, <laughs> she he whoever they found our marketing. <laughs> found Excel's marketing on Google. Mm-hmm. Found it. Knew it was me. Reached out to me personally. Um, needed a car at a location we could deliver upon. Went through the process. Showed it. Showed it. This person, the car, she liked the car, all this and that. Mm-hmm. It came out to it was like six, seven minute conversation, and it was asked, "Oh, are you you still working at, at Enterprise?" And I said, "Nah, this is this is my company." And she said, "Oh, okay," and was like turned off by it, completely ghosted me after that. Like so, when it was up to the point that I was working for somebody else. It was all culture. But when she found out my business, you know what that is. That's a normal issue. I don't even want to call it misconception. That's a. Do you have that as a DJ? Mm. Motherfuckers be hating, bro. <laughs> I, I, I do, but I ain't want to. Motherfuckers be hating, bro. Man, the man. coldest. Look, man, look I, when bro. I call him the brokest and the dustiest, I'm, that's only a shout out to him. Man. The way he copyrighted his name. Yeah. But I tell you, my boy, the coldest DJ in the land. Bro. There's no diss to any other DJ. Mm. My boy, the coldest DJ in the land. People will know that I'm good, but they may not like me because of something, and they won't book me. Mm. That's just how it works, bro. Man. Yeah. But it, if you ain't getting booked there, somebody else booking you. Right. The, the same right people, people that write, the same people that's talking about y'all. Oh, yeah. They getting out the way for motherfuckers to be like, we finna fuck with them because right. we know them. Mm-hmm. And this we know Mr. Clark, so we gonna fuck with his boys. Yeah. Sure. That's true. That's true. So Part of the network. That's why I don't mind it. When people say they don't want to fuck, all right, that's cool. That's what I say. <laughs> I say cool. It's a lot of people. Hey, it's I a never, lot of, it's a lot of people in Illinois and Indiana, yeah, man. Yeah, it's a lot of people in Illinois and Indiana. Like, I would look, but the thing is, 
Like one of my biggest passions is low key helping people in our community, mm-hmm. whether right. that's bringing them in. And that's another thing. It was so tough for me to hire people. Yeah. Shout out to Dave Watson. He was my first Shout hire. out Dave. Yeah. Shout out to Dave, man. He in Norm that that oh, yeah, you told, are right here. Yeah. In yeah. <laughs> Norm that Norm Gaskin that kind of like yeah, plugged Dave Norm. in to like talking to me. Dave was my first hire. But y'all don't understand when I first opened up like how hard it was to even recruit people to come in. And you know what one of my biggest goals was? What's that? <clears throat> it still is. It's like, man, I had to do a bunch of research on Kanky County to open up this place up. And one of the things I had to look at was average wages in the city of Kankakee. Mm-hmm. Y'all ever look at that? I don't want to know it because it's going to make you angry. Absolutely. It's low. And I was like, I'm looking at that. I'm like, there's no way I could ever have somebody come work for me and pay that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, I want to provide, I want to come to my city, Kankakee, and I want to provide a job that actually pays well, well, you have to really think about it. So entrepreneurship is not huge in this area mm-hmm. for minorities, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they aren't. You have people who have companies that they own, but then again, there's still a smaller percentage. The people who are employed by said companies really don't make any money, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you say you want to you you are a person who pays living wages, right? But the same person who doesn't have any skills, who goes and works for a grass cutting company. Um, they're getting paid peanuts because mm-hmm. they can't get hired anywhere else. They're a felon or they're this. And so they're not making any money. Or they go work uh, at an auto body shop or a, they're making peanuts. You got one job. This is what you do. And yeah, that's that's that. So that's, yeah, that that wage here. Yeah, I already know. Yeah, that's part of the reason too. I love like, it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, like you said, a lot of people not... Not say that they don't take us serious, but I think that's what it is. No, you, know you can say I'm that. Saying? You can say that. Like, they don't take us serious. People go to Walmart and just be respectful. Mm-hmm. They call you. You say it's a price. It's they what you, you mean? What you mean? Uh, Why are you charging so high? It's Why not you doing me. this like this? Like, <laughs> it's so not me. Stuff like that. Like <laughs> wages, just who you are, where you from. Man. I think it's hard for people from here sometimes to separate you being you and being a business. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That could be another reason too. That's true. I used to really bother because sometimes it's hard for me to separate you from from the DJ. Yeah. No, a lot of people be like they just call and just want me to book a party, and I'd be like, all right, I'll send you an invoice. I need a deposit. Such you need a deposit. That's how you run business, though. Yeah, man. Deposit. (laughs) So I need all that business, man. Yeah. And I, I think that's a big thing. I think, uh, and that's, again, part of why, you know, I wanted to come back to It's like, we got to start making real business, like, the norm mm-hmm. around here for us. Like, right. it's 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 real, a certain real way. Business. Real, real business. You know what I mean? Like, you got to feel confident that someone that looked like me, someone that looked like you, you know what I mean, could come in and actually do something like this Be and take that person seriously. That you know. Yeah, that you actually that know you that know. that's from here. They yeah. don't, people can come, like, you don't have to come from out of town to be a legitimate business owner. But you know what? I think that's also slave, slave style mentality too, mm-hmm. right? Because masters, so masters, the people who run it, this is traditional. That is master. Mm-hmm. But it, if it came from Walmart, it's right. You bought it off Amazon. No, that that that's junk. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's an old school mentality. That's a except for Sheen. These women love this shit. <laughs> that's, that's that's crazy. But I think just in general, like you say, even with business, like if I could come to you, yeah, cool. But then I could go up the street to Joe Blow and Joe Blow been doing it for a long time, and Joe Blow don't care and don't none care. of those other things, you know. But 
You, oh no, you young, you fun, you ain't taking this serious, you cool. That's I'd rather go to the person who really ain't taking this serious. They have no passion for this, this just right. a paycheck. I think they build and been there 20 yeah. years. Yeah, I heard yeah. that too. My mama went there. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing. You so young, like, yeah, I'm young, but I'm here for a reason, though.